0: The following KQED production was produced in high definition.
1: Yes, check, please, people.
2: It's all about licking your plate. The food was just fabulous. I used
0: to be in psychoanalysis for the amount of money I spend in restaurants.
2: I had a horrible experience. I
0: don't even
3: think we were at the
4: same restaurant. (laughs) And everybody, I'm sure, saved room for those desserts. You better. Hi, I'm Leslie Sbrocco. Welcome to Check, Please! Bay Area, the show where regular Bay Area residents review and talk about their favorite restaurants. We have three guests, and each one recommends one of their favorite spots. Then we send the other two to go check them out and see what they think. This week, Robert Young, an actor and business analyst, whose southern French brasserie sets the stage for what he says are French classics combined with California creativity. And recruiter Karen Mendelson's local spot is off the beaten path and next to the bay. With live music on weekends, it serves up seafood that she says is the freshest and done just right. But first is Jim Sear, an operations consultant who learned about Chinese food from coworkers. They set out to teach him their native cuisine and introduced him to his eatery, a nothing fancy family place that you can afford to visit anytime. It's in Chinatown on Broadway and it's called Hing Lung Restaurant.
3: Next year the Hinglong restaurant, will be in Chinatown 20 years. The Hinglong means it's a uh, good business, a lot of people coming. Uh, like a like a flower blossom. And special time and uh, dinner time. Uh, the service hours, 8 o'clock in the morning till 1 a.m. in the morning, we serve all days. Uh, in China, the people serve jokes in the morning and late night, but here we serve all day. We are the first one to put the jokes, Chinese breadsticks, and Chinese fried doughnuts in a full-service restaurant. Now we expand our menu including all Chinas and Asia.
4: Okay, Jim, some might say this is a little bit of an unexpected choice from a guy from northern Maine, an authentic Chinese restaurant.
0: Well, you know, in the 50s, to me, Chinese food meant chop suey. You throw a water chestnut, you throw a little bean sprout, and voila, mm-hmm. Chinese food. So coming to San Francisco, I had learned about fried rice and maybe wonton soup, but going, th- going to yeah. Hing Lung is, um, I suppose initially for anybody, kind of intimidating because there's so many things you've never heard of. Okay. But The thing that I was first turned on to that I didn't think I would like was something, a rice porridge thing called either juke or congee. Congee. Right, right And exactly. They do
4: quite a bit of congees. And,
0: um, they've raised it to a whole rocket science level there they've brought over this vat from hong kong specially imported that will not only cook it from underneath but will cook it from the sides and they throw lemongrass in and they throw thousand year old eggs whatever those are (laughs) bean curd (laughs) but it produces this really really nice base which the Chinese people f- seem to think as like you've mm. got a hangover, you're feeling under the weather, whatever. It's like congi- a rice
4: porridge. It's oh. a very thick sort of rice soup. It's their chicken soup. soup. Right, yeah, it's which a is why soup. they're
0: open in, at 8 in the morning. you got a hangover, mm. you go down to Hinglong, you have a bowl of joke,
5: mm. and you're
0: going to feel a lot better. Now, you don't want the joke without the donut. There's a special kind of fried crawler type donut, which has lots of holes in it, which is really good for sopping up the soup. My particular favorite is um, fresh clam and abalone. It's just a dynamite. But they do
4: pork, they do chicken, they do all sorts of congees.
0: They do things I would never put in my joke, let's put it that way.
4: <laughs> um, okay, so you love this restaurant. What about you, Robert?
2: Um, I liked it too. I went late. Mm-hmm. I went for a, a late-night meal. Uh, I think they're open till 1, I think, and I went after 11. And uh, I I ordered the dishes that I that are for me the trials they're my favorite dishes in the in the Chinese range, some of them. Um, barbecued pork wonton is one of them, mm-hmm. and it was excellent. Right. The broth was excellent. It was rich, mm-hmm. a lot of deep flavor. Uh, the wonton was, I, I mean, the skins were filled to overflowing, really wonderful pieces. And the barbecued pork was amazing, succulent, full of flavor.
4: Even at that time of the night, so.
2: A constant stream of
4: people in and out.
2: They wanted to put me right in front, because it was a table no one had taken. Because you
4: were the only non-Asian in there. You know, but
2: (laughs) the the proprietress just looked at my face once and saw I was reticent, and immediately picked a table in the back for me. I was very perceptive. I loved it. And uh, the service was really excellent.
4: Now, Mm. Karen, you're a little quiet over there. I'm I'm going (laughs) to quickly
6: ask you about your experience at Hing Lung. My experience at Hing Lung was a little different. Unfortunately, a uh, little bit of dietary requirements. When I'm very sensitive to MSG, and the person mm-hmm. I went with also sensitive to MSG and is a vegetarian, so um, walking into a restaurant with hanging chicken and ducks for a vegetarian, she was a little bit shocked. But I, you know, we basically made it to the table, and um, there were a lot of. A lot of people, a lot of locals around, they looked like they really enjoyed what they were having. Unfortunately, when I asked the waiter if I could have um, the dish that I had ordered without MSG, he wasn't able to accommodate us. So mm. um, so what did you eat? Because well, uh, there's a lot of MSG. Yeah. I mean, that's a tricky thing, yes. obviously. Yes, yes. Kind of yes. Um, at one point, we ordered vegetable fried rice, and he brought it to the table and put it down, and we each took a bite, and he came running back to the table and said... I'm very sorry, but there's MSG in this rice, and he took it back, and after so about good 45 minutes, yeah. great service, mm-hmm. great service. The locals were in really enjoying themselves. I could tell if I was able to eat the food, I'm sure I would have loved it. At one point, he came back, and he just looked at both of us mm. and said steamed rice <laughs> hmm.
0: i think what we had here was a failure to communicate i mean some of the waiters at Long are very chinese and oh no he understood
6: clients. what msg meant he i believe he, kn- he knew exactly what we were talking about he said no it's already in the meat which is i'm sure why it tastes so good i mean yeah msg is delicious it is makes it everything procure- taste better so if if that's what you're looking for It's great, and if I wasn't sensitive to MSG, I'm sure it's, I mean, everything looked really good and very colorful and-
4: All right, Karen,
0: I want to take you to (laughs) Hinglund. We'll figure this Uh, out for you. All right, he's gonna take
4: you back, and I still want to know, when you go back, I mean, you've been going there for years, Mm -hmm. what do you order? Obviously, the congee we spoke about, that lovely rice porridge, what else do you get?
0: Um, There's a chicken dish. They cook it in either steam or salt, you know, that preparation Mm -hmm. in Chinese food, and then they serve it with this ginger onion sauce, chilled, Mm -hmm. it's just delicious.
4: Well, and they also, mm. if you go before six, you talked about the affordability. Yes. They have a happy hour where dishes—they have a whole menu of two dollars and fifty cents per dish, oh, that's which amazing. is which is a steal. Um, and
0: everything is made fresh. It's like some restaurants I know prepare all of their sauces like early in the day, and there's no variation on them. But at Hing Lung, things pretty much every order is made to order. Um, I had a kang pao calamari, which blew my mind because the calamari was probably the tenderest calamari I've ever had in my life.
2: I had the kung pao chicken when I was there, and it's also one of those that I think is kind of a standard for the restaurant. It was right down the middle in terms of spicing and hotness and flavor. It was great.
4: All right. Since this is your restaurant, and, and you obviously want to send people there to check it out, what should they look for when they look on the list, on the menu?
2: Actually, one of
0: the most successful techniques I've had at Hang Lung is to look around on the other tables and see what other people are having, and I'll say, what's that? Mm -hmm. and uh, people will tell you.
4: All right, Robert, give us your wrap up. Are you gonna go back with these two?
2: (laughs) Um, I'll definitely go back. Mm -hmm. If I get to go with them, that'd be great, but I'll definitely (laughs) go back. And for a late night place in San Francisco, there are certainly a few of them, but the kind of food that's available there, as he says, fresh food at that hour of the night is really special. All right, Yeah.
6: will you try it again? I would go back again if you can get me a dish that has no MSG in it. Everybody really looked like they were having, enjoying their dinners and having a good time. All right, I'm going to send you back with Jim. Okay. okay send me back <laughs> with Jim. And if you, you can <could like> arrange <laughs> it in the kitchen.
4: <laughs> right. If you'd like to meet these two, actually, at Hing Long, <laughs> it's located on Broadway in Chinatown in San Francisco. The telephone number is 415-398-8838. It's open daily 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. Reservations are accepted and the average tab per person without drinks is around $12. Robert says that there's no rehearsal for his restaurant. In his seven years of dining there, he hasn't had a bad dish. And that, combined with the casual but plush atmosphere, makes it worthy of his encore. It's on Hayes in San Francisco, and it's called Absinthe Brasserie and Bar.
5: Absinthe is a spirit that's, it's a style of pastis that's infused with wormwood. It's said to have hallucinogenic qualities if you drink enough of it. It was very popular around the turn of last century in Paris around the, the era of the Belle Epoque. We came to the idea of this restaurant wanting to evoke a lively artistic spirit that was so celebrated around the turn of last century in Paris. Eddie Ariaga, our current chef, has been with Absinthe since it opened eight years ago and just recently took over as, as chef. Eddie's menu Paul's initially from southern France and a little bit from Italy, a little bit from Spain, but he's also come in and brought some some dishes of his own that have been new and exciting and and things that we haven't seen here before. The guests here at Absinthe can range anywhere from a couple that's going out to the opening night of the opera that's getting getting all dressed up to go out for this very special night to young 20 and 30-somethings that want to come in and hang out at the bar and just have cocktails. We'll see the entire spectrum of San Francisco society and diversity all on the same night.
4: All right, Robert, does absinthe make your heart grow fonder?
2: Oh, my, what a question.
4: <laughs> I couldn't resist. I had to do it. Uh, yeah. To one actor, to another, right? You know, I don't
2: think of absinthe a lot at odd times, but when I think of a restaurant that I want to take people to where the environment is lovely, the service is lovely, and the food can be guaranteed to be good that one comes up on the short list, very definitely.
4: And what do you normally get when you go there? I mean, is it a place for snacks, for appetizers? Do you go for dinner, just for dessert before the theater or something?
2: Uh, I have sometimes gone in there for dessert. Uh, Occasionally, we'll go just into the bar and sit and have uh, the cafe menu there. But most of the time, I go for the sit, to sit at the table, have a good hour and a half to just chat leisurely, drink good wine.
4: And what are your favorite dishes?
2: I'll tell you. there is one c- classic that I can think of that interestingly stays on a menu that changes very regularly, and that's uh, Coca Vin. Ah. And their Coca Vin is really uh, excellent.
4: It's excellent. Well, that, yeah. of course, along with French onion soup and, mm. and French fries, yes, can sort of define a French restaurant, right? True. Sure. All right. Yeah. What about your experience there? Did you have the french fries? I have to ask.
6: I didn't have the french fries. had the french onion soup, and it was very traditional. It was delicious. Lots of cheese on it. Really enjoyed mm. that. Um, also had a cheese course, which I don't normally do, mm-hmm. and we really did the full-on dining experience. Went for the leisurely evening. There weren't any shows, so we had pretty much the restaurant to ourselves, which was really nice. Our waiter, Aaron, was phenomenal and I had um, the rack of lamb, mm-hmm. which was delicious. And the sauces were, they were so light, you know, they just weren't heavy and overpowering over the dishes. So.
4: Now he's being quiet over here, yeah. so
6: I want to hear <laughs> Jim's The French opinion. fries
0: rock. Uh, <laughs> yes, thank yes. you. <laughs> the French fries are excellent. I <laughs> had them with the ribeye, which I ordered rare. That's always, that's <laughs> my mm-hmm. test, test. restaurants. Yeah. Do they really yeah, do yeah, they the get rare rice? Right. Right. It was awesome. But you know what else was really good? We had an arugula salad. Mm. The salad had little bits of um, grapefruit and watermelon in it and some freshly roasted pine nuts. Like you said, Mm. the lightness of the sauces, it was like it was dressed. It was like the arugula was picked like three minutes before they served it to us. And I don't know how they dressed it, just a hint of something. Uh But it was like one of the most wonderful salads I've ever had, Mm. totally blown away. And then, it's one of these foodie terms, I don't remember it, I'm sorry. It was some sort of marinated calamari dish, which Mm -hmm. I had as an appetizer. Mm. Everything at this place was great. Mm -hmm. I mean,
2: thank you, thank you, thank you. But
4: you really Really. feel like you're in a Parisian bistro Mm -hmm. or a, you know, a French bistro. I I
2: felt I was in a good restaurant. that I find distinctive about the restaurant in terms of the service that you wouldn't necessarily find in a bistro is they have, I don't quite know what to call them, but they have a sort of mid-level staff that aren't the busboys and it isn't the waiter who keep their attention on the kitchen and when your food comes up it is out at your table immediately and that's just really impressive
4: two doors down the owner also has a little wine store named arlequin and on sundays they, you can go buy a bottle of wine and bring it over to the restaurant no corkage fee
5: Oh, that's So nice. for a nice Sunday
4: brunch and their half bottle selection mm-hmm. which um, I love to see on a restaurant wine list is terrific it allows you to really just have a, a little bit of white if you want it, a little bit of red if you yeah. want it
0: the most <laughs> incredible drinks menu you're ever going to see mm-hmm. or at least I've ever seen it's like a binder this thick and just just page after page. I had something called L'Opera. Very good. I can't remember what was in it, but it was... The present, I mean, the little lemon thing was floating perfectly in the middle of the glass. They use nice glass. I mean, everything gleams in the place. It's immaculately clean.
4: And it's pretty lively. What about the atmosphere? Mm. I mean, was it, did you sit at the bar? When I initially got got there,
0: we were seated in that front room where the bar is, and I thought the noise was going to be a problem. Then they hand you the phone book of drinks, and I was distracted, uh-huh. and they never yeah, bothered you me again. <laughs>
6: After two, you hardly heard a uh-huh. thing.
2: <laughs> you know? It's a great <laughs> it's place for a date. Accommodates mm-hmm. anything. It's comfortable, very casual. The waitstaff lets you have your space.
0: Mm-hmm. And the parking car is good. We got a spot right in front as we pulled up. How oh, good for
2: you. So did
4: I. <laughs> All right, since this is your spot, Robert, mm-hmm. tell everybody why they should go to Absinthe.
2: They should go for the combination of the ambience for that lovely balance between plush and really comfortable, for the service, and for the knowing that no matter when you go, you're going to get quality food. It doesn't differ in its quality. It's always good.
6: It's always good. Karen, would you agree? I would agree. Traditional brasserie food and just a really nice atmosphere that you can just be at home in, really comfortable. All right.
0: I would sure. have to say all of those things, yes. I love the food, obviously, but it's got to be a special occasion place. I mean, for two of us, it was, it was well over $100. So, I mean, you know. You're right. If you get a really good wine, you
2: can easily mm-hmm. go
0: up there. Mm-hmm. Didn't even get a wine. Just had little drinks and things. Go okay, get little a yeah. yeah. Seven days, But, <laughs> <sure>. but <laughs> no, a special <laughs> occasion place. I mean, there, there are about, like you say, there's a short list of restaurants in the city that I know are dependable. Yeah.
4: All right, well, high praise. If you'd like to go to Absinthe Brasserie and Bar, it's on Hayes at Gough in San Francisco. The telephone number is 415-551-1590. It's open every day except Mondays for lunch and dinner. Reservations are recommended, and the average tab per person without drinks is around $55. Moored across the way, lend atmosphere to this Sausalito location. Karen says that you can taste the fact that everything is made from scratch and you can feel the fresh sea air when you visit Sailor's Landing.
1: We like to cater to the locals. We are down here on the waterfront on the north side of Sausalito. Uh, we cater to the people that live on their houseboats and on their sailboats. We get fresh fish every day. My fish purveyors let me know at of time what they're going to be having and what they anticipate. Uh, so we kind of uh, base our menu on what uh, we think we're going to get in. Fresh halibut, mahi-mahi, uh, sea bass. We make everything to order. All of our plates are designed for the day on the specials list around what we get produce-wise, fish-wise live music Thursday through Sunday usually starts around 6.30 till 9.30 or 10. We'll do jazz, blues, uh, some light vocals, instrumentals. Our bar here is great. Uh, Lots of people come here on a daily basis or a weekly basis and it sort of seems like uh, the television show Cheers.
6: Okay, Karen. Let's talk about clam chowder because mm. this is your favorite clam chowder, is it not? It is my favorite clam chowder. I just ch- it has chunks of potatoes and clams in it that I mean you can just taste the freshness. As far as I'm concerned.
4: Okay, I've got this one I over here. You see him? Yeah. Do you I see this, this one? I wish he would started with me, his restaurant. Yeah, but, that's right. Know? Let me see his face again. So. When I asked about the clam chowder, this I feel emote I should
0: take the thumper clause. If you can't say anything nice, don't say anything yeah. at all.
4: <laughs> but you're from Maine.
0: I'm from so New How England mm-hmm. and I have an attitude about New England clam chowder. Right. Okay. It has milk in it. It has clams. Not just the little next. It has entire clams in it. It has peppers. It has onions. It has potato. The glop I got at Sailor's Landing was... I mean, oh, I swear, it was worse than anything Sometimes. I've ever gotten out of any can. Okay. it you The, the spoon, you know, you could stick the spoon <laughs> in it. There was no fluidity to what is a, a chowder is soup. I happen to like a
6: real thick clam chowder, personally. You I, probably I love Bell peppers to me. I mean, maybe I'm a California native, and it's really good California clam chowder. I don't know. But I didn't say it. But they call
0: it New England. <laughs> And I'm from New England, and I'm here <laughs> to tell you any resemblance to New England.
6: Have you had the clam chowder on the pier or places in San Francisco? What do you think about that? For the most
0: part, New England clam chowder in California is lamentable. Okay. <laughs>
6: well, for California...
0: There
2: you go.
6: New England clam chowder, I think it's the best. How's okay, that? Okay, so you love the clam chowder. I love it. What else do you love? Because I was afraid I was going to have to break
2: it yeah. up there for a minute. Yeah. But I'm.
6: Well, let me let you weigh in on
4: the clam chowder debate. Did you have I it?
2: I have never had the clam chowder there, although I have eaten there more than once over okay. the years.
4: Okay. And what are your favorite dishes when you eat at Sailor's Landing?
2: Uh, the fresh fish mm-hmm. tends to be my favorite. And I've certainly been there for supper with groups when we have had really good dinners all the way around. And again, it's almost always the fresh fish. Mm-hmm. So sort of thing. Mm. Very nicely done.
6: Okay, I'm going to get back to you, Karen, because (sighs) now, what else do you like at Sailor's Landing? I love the sole d'ore, petrale sole. All their fish is fresh daily. The portions are plenty for two two to share if you want, you know, um, they're very large portions. The sole d'ore is in an egg wash. It's topped with bay shrimp and capers and a delicious lemon cream sauce. Mm. Their fish is always cooked perfect. We also had the ahi tuna, which was served rare and, mm-hmm. again, delicious.
2: Mm, and I this almost is had co- that, too. I'll have to do that it's next time. Very I good You are be
6: wondering
0: if I went to the wrong restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to god. I had the mixed seafood grill, which was one of the pricier items on the end. It consisted of two decent scallops, four of the most desiccated prawns I've ever seen. I mean, they were withered down to almost nothing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they had been kept in brine or something. Um, and then the pieces of fish, I think, were haddock at one time. <laughs> but there was no telling yeah, that it. maybe you anymore.
6: did go to the wrong restaurant. And there the is thing, another restaurant the around the, the corner that you might have gone to. the whole thing in
0: a sauce that was, like, Thousand Island dressing with a lot of salt. Yeah, everything
6: in. there is made from scratch. I can guarantee it. I don't know. Hmm. Maybe it, it you may need have... MSG to bring out the flavor of the food. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh,
0: God. I just felt like everything was Stouffer's.
6: Stouffer's? Stouffer's? Stouffer's. Yes. <laughs>
4: You know, no, sailors. And, it's, and
0: especially <laughs> for the prices. You know, it, it's not they a cheap can, place. No,
6: it's not a cheap no. place, but the portions are huge. All huge. Right. Now, but talk about atmosphere, because obviously...
4: Hey, I
0: went in with a great attitude. It's a beautiful <laughs> room. It is. It's a beautiful room. It's kind of these greens and browns, and there's glass everywhere, which they can control the breezes coming in. You see the Sausalito Hills, and you know you're just a few steps from the waterfront, and they have their own parking lot, right. which is really nice.
6: And music. We had live music music. thursday through sunday ranges from jazz blues on sunday actually the owner gets up and plays guitar with the band on sunday nights a lot Um, Just a real comfortable, locals everywhere type of place. Yeah,
4: very local feel to the place, absolutely. So, because it's your pick, and
6: you feel very adamantly that it's a great place to go to, tell people why they should visit. Just a really great feel, um, nautical feel to it, local in Marin, and Sausalito, it's by the water, and fresh fish daily. Go try it for yourself, and then decide, you know? See how it feels for you. And try the clam chowder? And definitely the clam chowder. All right, Robert. Uh-huh. <laughs>
2: um, I like the atmosphere. I like that they have a great deck that mm. you can sit out on and really smell that sea air while you're eating and just chat under an umbrella. That's a really nice thing. It's, it's a wonderful atmosphere to eat in, uh, either in the room or out. Um, I certainly have to refer back to my um, evening visits with the seafood and really stand on Karen's side in terms of it being wonderfully fresh and well done I've had that experience certainly Mm -hmm. Um, the service was excellent Mm -hmm.
4: okay now tell me how you really feel
0: for me part of the problem is when you you feel like you're getting ripped off because it's just too much money for what you're getting and at least the night we were there I looked around the dining room I felt the average age was Older, older than any of us. It was like most people seem to be in their 60s. I've heard this stuff like you got to put a lot of salt in things because old people can't taste. (laughs) And I thought that's what they were catering to. I really did. Uh, (laughs)
4: Okay, we're going to get some emails on that.
0: (laughs) I know that's not just the cliché, but boy. You should check out Sailor's Landing.
4: It's on Harbor Drive in Sausalito. The telephone number is 415-332-6161. It's open for lunch and dinner Monday through Saturday and dinner on Sunday. Reservations are recommended, and the average tab per person is around $35. I want to thank my guests on this week's show. We had a very lively time. Not too much fighting between you two, right? We featured Jim Sears' recommendation of Hing Lung Restaurant. It's on Broadway in San Francisco, and it definitely stimulated a little bit of discussion regarding the MSG. Absinthe in San Francisco was Robert's pick, and everyone was in agreement that it's a top spot to visit. And finally, Sailor's Landing in Sausalito, which was Karen's choice. It encouraged a little debate, which we will now call the uh, clam chowder controversy. So it's up to you to check it out. Don't forget, if you want more information on any of the restaurants, or if you want to be on the show, you can check out our website. Join us next time when three new guests will recommend their favorite restaurants right here on Check, Please! Bay Area. I'm Leslie Sabraco, and I'll see you then. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, everyone. Cheers.
2: This show
0: is available in high definition, on demand, and via podcast. For additional information on the restaurants featured, to comment, or to apply to be on the show, go to our website at kqed.org/checkplease. a KQED television production.